G'day and welcome to episode 19 of Adventures on the Road. Wow, it's February already. In this episode, we talk to the Prime Tourist Park in Lakes Entrance, Victoria, about bushfires, being back open, what the area has to offer, and their super special on throughout 2020. The Daily Trippers are one month into their lap, and we find out how they are adjusting to life on the road. We also chat with one of the Crack Up Sisters. Some of you may have seen them at various events around the country. We are proudly partnered by On The Road magazine. Next edition on sale 27th of February. Before we start, I just wanted to let people know that the Big Red Bash now has a ticket reselling facility. So jump on to bigredbash.com.au to find out the details. Now let's get on the road. Now we know that there's been a few bushfires around the country and I'm, I'm chatting with someone who's going to tell us a little bit about how things got tough and how important it is for you to come back and visit them. I'm talking to Sandy from a beautiful little caravan park down at a place called Lakes Entrance. How you going, Sandy? Hi, Shane. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Bit of a scary time there for a bit. Yes, yes. There's people in a lot worse situations all around in our region, but uh, we we uh, always look forward. We we always take challenges head on, and this is just a challenge. So tell us a little bit about what happened when the bushfires were coming through. How close did they get to the park? They are probably within about nineteen kilometres, twenty kilometres. To the due north, um, they were coming um, just after Christmas. We had a completely fully booked park, and it was the Monday before New Year's Eve. And it, obviously, the north wind was fanning the fires, and they were heading in our direction. We had meetings with everybody on the park, and we kept them informed as to what was happening through CFA. My son's in the local CFA um, and through the big emergency apps. And everybody decided that um, that we would uh, stay through that experience, which did turn uh, quite a scary experience in that we got a lot of the firestorm wind and they weren't embers that were alight, but we did get lots and lots of a big sort of dump of leaves, black charcoal leaves, and a lot of hot wind with ash. So everything was absolutely covered in in ash, all the vans and our cottages and cabins. And, yeah, it it was not a nice experience to go through. Uh, However, the next day the situation was a lot calmer a lot better and it was then new year's eve our fireworks had been cancelled so we decided well we'll try and see what we can do to put entertainment on in the park and so we set up we have a a stage area and we have some um, equipment and as as often as possible if people are interested we do try and do uh, musical afternoons put on some music or offer karaoke um, or we get local musicians to come in and entertain. 
And in this instance, we we put on a bit of karaoke and we uh, offered, you know, for anybody to come up. As it turned out, we had uh, three or four quite good guitarists. A couple hadn't picked up a guitar in, well, in one instance, 18 years, but then picked up a guitar and it just turned into a fabulous night. I think because of what we'd been through, everybody bonded and we had a really good group of guests on the park. And then the next day we started to get information that the weekend conditions were going to worsen and that for the safety of everybody in Lakes Entrance, all of the visitors were recommended to leave the area. So we spoke to everybody and apologised and just said, look, you know, we've been told to to close the park, so you've got two days to, to move out. We, we had such a great bunch of people. Everybody understood that, you know, it was not something that um, we had any control over and uh, just something they had to do for their own safety was to leave the area. So the park was then empty, pretty much completely empty, apart from we took in some people that had lost their homes um, just to look after them. Not until just before Australia Day weekend that people started coming back to Lakes Entrance, which is fantastic because it's a beautiful town and it was like a ghost town for those two or three weeks. It was, was yeah, really quite eerie being here through that time when we're so used to people enjoying themselves and and loving our wonderful weather and all the activities that we have to do here. I think that's that's important, and this is the reason why I thought I'd chat to you and have you on the podcast, is that we need to get the word out there that, yep, things have been tough, things haven't been good, but things have changed now, and if you can, we need to come back to these areas that have had the... the threat of bushfires or actually being damaged by bushfires. If a park, caravan park's open, there's no reason why you shouldn't go back there and exactly. and support because yeah. it's not just, you're not just supporting the park, you're supporting the whole community and that's what the community needs at the moment, isn't it? Especially Lakes Entrance. Lakes Entrance has depended on being um, a fishing location for such a long time. But over recent years, the, the fishing has declined. Our caravan park is one of only a few that is completely 100% pet friendly. So we accept um, pets inside our cabins and cottages and obviously on all of our sites. Um, the local council recently have um, loosened up on some of their uh, legislation regarding dogs off lead in council park areas, which is fabulous. We've also had a brand new facility. It's a fully fenced, three paddocks, uh, off-leash facility, and it's just just wonderful for people to bring their pets but then let them have a run, a really good run. And we're also now going back to the council and asking if we can have a part of the beach that's off-leash. Dogs are welcome on the beach on a lead all year through, but we'd like to see if we can also do a, an off-leash area. And the whole the whole town is becoming much more pet-friendly with places to eat with, with your pet outside. And being apparently the most temperate town in Victoria, there is so many days 
you know, even through winter where sitting outside is quite pleasant because it's not too hot, not too cold. As I said, there's plenty of activities to do here as well. You can sit by the pool and read a book. <laughs> and we have a, an off-leash run next to the swimming pool, so that makes it even easier. But we have helicopter flights. We have Segway rides on the beach. We have camel rides on the beach. We have a fabulous golf course. Plenty of opportunities to go out on the lakes. It's a very large lake system. And there's several, several opportunities to go out on boats. Whether you want to go out to the ocean, take a charter boat out and try your luck out there, or whether you want to do one of the cruises around on the lakes, there's just so many choices for, for things to do here. So we're going to offer powered camping sites that are pet friendly uh, from $20 a night from now right through 2020. So $20 for 2020 for a powered site for the night well, and hopefully we can we can bring people into lakes entrance so they can put their money back into lakes entrance and surrounding areas now i suppose from an aesthetics point of view if i can use a big word like that um <laughs> the countryside's going to look quite a bit different to how it normally looks but i mean Parts- Parts, parts of, of the it. road will. Yes. 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 Parts of it will. But I mean um, that's that's part of part of anybody's adventure on the road travelling, isn't it? Is that you can go back to a place that you've been to once, twice, many times before, and you get to see it in a different light, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Even a different season, you know. Yep. Co- coming in, in winter, um, our days quite often, they might only be 15 degrees, but you can be outside and there's not a cloud in the sky, you know, and it's sunny. So it's still really nice to be out there and that's that's in midwinter. Um, and, again, we're only two hours, from, uh, two hours drive from the top of Hotham. So if you wanted to stay here, you could go up for a day trip up to Dinner Plain or Mount Hotham and see the snow in winter. Sounds Nothing like you've easy. got the best of both worlds, Sandy. That's why we picked this park. <laughs> okay. okay. How long have you been there? We've been here since 2015, so we're into our fifth year. Um, and we came over from Adelaide. We were managing two large parks in Adelaide for a local council, but we wanted our own park. So we looked and just kept looking on the internet. We were prepared to go anywhere from Perth along the coastline to um, probably to Brisbane, didn't want to go any further north. And this came up and I said to my husband, we have to go and look at this because it's on the beach for summer and it's two hours from the mountains for winter. And I'm a bit of a ski bunny. So for me, it was perfect. (laughs) You won't want to leave. (laughs) <laughs> and, and judging by all those things you mentioned we can do camel rides helicopter rides boat cruises fishing why why would you want to leave exactly exactly it's it, it is a and if you speak to people or when a lot of people come back you say have you been to lake's entrance before and they smile and say oh yes many years ago like it's a place that people have been to and they they always remember it with a smile on their face 
It it is that kind of town. It's um it's a kind of town that you feel very welcome. Uh, all the people in the shops, whether you're a local or whether you're a visitor, they they treat you really nicely. Um, lots of smiles, and um, and look, the whole town really appreciates tourists being here. We understand that that's our economy, that we need them to be here. Okay, you mentioned you've got this Butte special of, of $20 a night for a powered site. If someone wants to book, how can they get yep. in contact with you? What ways can they get in contact with you to book? The quickest and the easiest way would be for them to jump online. We have online bookings. Uh, it's www.primetouristpark.com.au. So primetouristpark.com.au and they'll be able to book online. Other than that, um, they can call us direct and our numbers are 03 for Victoria, obviously, and 5155-1735. And I would be more than happy to uh, place a booking for them so that they can come and spend a little bit of time and money in this beautiful town of ours. I can see why, after hearing you describe Blake's entrance, I can see why your past called Prime Tourist Park. <laughs> we, when we took over the park, we purchased what was the worst park in the best town, as in the worst house in the best street. One of the best things about the park uh, is the actual location because from here, you can park up the van, park up the car, and and walk everywhere. All the attractions and everything of Lakes Entrance is within a, a five to ten minute walking distance. So um, the beach, the beach is straight down the end of our street. It's, everything's lovely and close. So in other words, if I, I walk into town and have one too many meat pies for lunch, by the time I walk back, <laughs> I've made up for that extra meat pie. That's correct. Or you can go around the corner to the bowling club and have a few drinks. And if you miss the courtesy bus, it's just a real close walk anyway. <laughs> it might take you a bit longer staggering backwards and forwards, but you get there in the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, everything's very close. I want to thank you for your time. And I also want to give you the opportunity just to remind us of your website where people can go to to make bookings or if they need to get in contact with you by phone, the phone number. So the website is primetouristpark.com.au and the phone number 03 we also have a Facebook page. If you'd like to uh, like us on Facebook, then you can keep up to date with all the improvements that we're making and any specials that we might be able to offer. So the name of your Facebook page is? Prime Pet Friendly Tourist Park. All right. Time to start heading towards Lake's entrance. Good to chat with you, That'd Sandy. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sh I'm sure the whole town will love to see everybody come down here. Talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Now for a bit of fun with the Crack Up Sisters. Well, I'm fortunate enough to be in contact with the big kahuna of the Crack Up Sisters. G'day, Amanda Lynn. How are you? I'm good, Shane. How are you? Yeah, good. Welcome to Adventures on the Road podcast. 
thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. So what's Amanda Lynn been up to lately? Well, um, we're having, um, at the moment when we're, when we're doing this show, and it's actually January 2020, so of course it's been big plans, this big change of the decade. We've just been celebrating 10 years of the Crack Up Sisters um, and just pushing through. So we haven't been showing over this time for about a month which is the first time I've had a month without fake eyelashes glued on for a very long time. That must and, be feel um, a bit more comfortable. It's quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're just, we are prepping for 2020 and getting together all of our projects. We've made new shows. We've been training new tricks and keeping all of our old ones. We've been working the dogs up. We've been, um, yeah, getting ready for the house build, getting ready to build a new truck. Build a new truck. And finish my pilot class. Yes. So it's been quite a busy holiday. Yeah, I'm glad it's been a holiday then. I know, me too. I don't know how the hell it would have all happened without a holiday. All right. So now, Struth's one of the sisters. Yeah, she's the big sister. She's the big sister. Mm-hmm. Is she around? <laughs> Let me just give her a call, Shane. <laughs> hey, Tracy, can you come in? Who am I going to be talking to? Oh, Shane, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, Shane. Oh, this is the podcast that we're doing for everybody. Yeah. Do, would you mind having a chat with What now? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I've got lipstick on my teeth. You don't need to worry. Street, you don't need to worry about your lippy doll. Like, we can't see you, we can only hear you. Oh, that's a shame because I put on some fresh stuff this morning. Well, thank you for doing that for me. I appreciate it. No worries, Shane. So, what have you been up to? Oh, well, we're just getting ready for the show. We're getting ready. um, We're going to finish building the house here in Winton, which is a very exciting project that we've been working on. Um, Tiller Bell, the dog, I've been working a lot with her too. So she's um, really coming up and getting ready for the 2020 show season. So with this house, you're going to be living in it? Yeah, it's number 100 Eldersley Street. You ever seen it, Shane? No, I haven't. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, we've got this house in the main street of Winton. It's only half a house at present. There's just no word of a lie. It's half a house. Uh, me and Rowdy, we straightened it up last year with a bloke that we met at the bash, Uncle Winston. He's actually a proper builder because Rowdy's just kind of like she wants to be a chippy, so she's getting pretty handy. Anyway, we straightened her up so it's square now and we are going to build the house this year. But the trick is is that we've got no money. So how we're going to build the house is we're going to ask for donations. Could be a door, could be a window. could It's only just stuff that you've got lying around the yard. And we will build the house with whatever materials that we have. Okay. What about furniture? Have you got furniture? No, we've got none of that. Um, so that might be another working beat. <laughs> what shows have you got coming up in February for us? Oh, February, we start off down in New South Wales at a place called Ralston. That's the second year that we'll be there. Uh, it, it'll be good to be down there. And then we're going to go from there um, through to Canberra Royal. And uh, that'll be myself and Rowdy and the two dogs. So on our way through to Canberra, we figure that there's a few places that have been fire affected. So this week we're just finding out 
who's doing what and um and we'll find a little place where we can pop in and do a show in a pub wherever it's time for people to come together and have a laugh. That's what we find happens in this disaster time. Um you're hooking in, you're cleaning out your joint, but it's good to just stop for a minute and have a laugh. Yeah. Laughter's the best medicine, isn't it? Yeah, so if anybody's out there right now and can give us a call and say these people need a laugh, give us a give us a message. All righty. What number do they call you on? It's on the website. Um, they can give us a call. Or the book base and the Instagram, we listen to those messages. Uh, they can always email too, couldn't they? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a proper outfit, Sharon. <laughs> Are you all the mod cons, eh? Yeah. Yeah, Amanda looks after everything for me. It's great. <laughs> but but she's only she's only giving you half a house and you've got to straighten it up. Oh, it's going to come good, I tell you what. It's going to be good. And it'll be a place um, everybody can come. You can stay there. You can see it. We're building it proper crack-up style. So, like, when you step on the floorboard, the drawer opens. Just just a few little things like that. Well, that sounds like some, some really good innovations you've got planned there. Yeah. And we'll collect stuff from... Um, show people around Australia so it will become a museum also of Outback Entertainers. To be an Outback Entertainer is, is a bit of a different genre than any other and um, yeah, it's come to our attention that nowhere in Australia are we celebrating those unique entertainers. So it'll be a real pleasure to be able to pay homage. Okay, well can you tell us the, some of the stuff without necessarily giving it too much away, tell us about the sort of things we can expect in a show. Oh, the Crack Up Sisters shows, you're going to have a lot of colour, comedy. We're very passionate about the Australian traditional comedy, which is real dry humour, a bit like the part of the country that we come from. Um, and, oh, well, the sisters, there's lots of pranks that are played on one another. We specialise in the Australian performing arts of chocolate cracking, hula hoop, and knockabout acrobatics. And we've got the Kelsey dogs. And aerials too, so we do a lot of aerial acrobatics. Mainly for stunt preparations. We've also got a miniature motorbike that we like to run. We would have a normal motorbike, but they're a bit expensive. So we've got one small one that two of us go on. So we've got bulls. We do comedy rodeo clown spots and um, yeah, main arenas, festivals. We host festivals. We like to make games for everybody to play games. Games are good. Does that give you a bit of a feeling? That gives me a bit of a feeling. As yeah, where's the feeling, Shane? Where's the feeling? Oh, <laughs> geez, I, it's truth, Ruth, I could get a lot of trouble with you. I can see that. Um, <laughs> time to find out how the Daily Trippers are faring one month in. We've been following Nikki, Steve, as they head off with their two daughters on this big lap of Australia. And I thought I'd just catch up and have a quiet chat with Nikki to see how she's coping with the stress of being on the road and whether it is actually stress or whether she's having an absolute ball. How you going, Nikki? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. It's definitely, I wouldn't call it stressful. <laughs> uh, it's going pretty well at the moment, and, and we're definitely enjoying ourselves more than more than being stressed, that's for sure. Oh, well, that's good to hear. So <laughs> I've, I've got to ask, because I know that school's back, and, I, yes. and I'm assuming that you've started the schooling on the road. How's that yes. going? <clears throat> uh, pretty good. Um, well, to be honest, today's 
probably day one. Um, probably the last couple of weeks of doing little bits and pieces um, to try and ease into it because um, they've never had mum as a teacher before, so we didn't want it to be a bit of a rude shock. Um, we've been doing bits and pieces when we're travelling in the car and using the computer system that we are using for homeschooling a little bit. So today was day one though, and we did a good couple of hours, and everyone was still loving mum at the end. So that That's was a, a win. Good start. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> But you could you could always bribe them with food, can't you? It's time to eat, so you could bring out their favourite dish and you'd be back in the good books again, wouldn't you? Absolutely. We had chocolate chip cookies on standby and um, we took a break halfway through and went to the playground. <laughs> ah, that's good to see. So um, how many days have you been on the road now? Oh, my gosh. It must be almost 40 days. Uh, on Friday, so a couple of days ago, it was five weeks. So we're, we're getting up there now. We're starting to feel a bit more comfortable. <laughs> well, you've lasted longer than they did on the Ark, so you've done well. <laughs> this is true. This is true. What's, what's one of the things you've probably enjoyed the most so far, do you think? Probably getting into the national park and hiking up to the most amazing lookout. We've done the Grampians and the Great Otway National Park um, and both have just been spectacular. We even dragged the kids out of bed and hubby one morning and we went and did a sunrise hike, which was pretty cool. But yeah, getting back into nature and, and that sort of thing has been amazing. We sort of find when we get into the cities a bit, we're sort of a couple of days in and we're ready to head on out again. <laughs> so yeah, definitely enjoying the, the nature aspect of the trip, I think. Okay, so now early in the piece, um, just after Christmas, um, yeah. you spent a bit of time in <laughs> Melbourne, didn't you? We did. We um, were lucky enough to actually house sit for a friend in Anglesey. So we based ourselves there for about a week, went into the city and we went over to the Dandenong Ranges. We yeah, we sort of spread out a little bit and, and ventured in. But yeah, the city was hectic. We we did a few things in there and then, yeah, sort of headed out. I think it was a bit better once we sort of got out of the city. So had you, had you been to Melbourne before? Not with the kids. We've been to Melbourne for like weekends away, um, <coughs> excuse me, and Stephen's actually from Victoria, so he is probably quite familiar with the city. Um, but, yeah, having the kids in there is a whole other thing. <laughs> what what did they think? Oh, well, I I will ask oh, them myself, but did they enjoy themselves yeah. being in Melbourne? Oh, absolutely. I think because we sort of lived on a property and we were quite far away from the city, every time they go near a city, they're just amazed because <laughs> there's so much going on. And we also took them to Legoland, which they just thought was amazing. What else did we do? Oh, we went to the ice bar and dressed up like Eskimos for an hour. So that was interesting. So, yeah, lots of really cool experiences that we probably wouldn't be able to do anywhere else. There's a question I'm going to ask Steve later, and that is that I've noticed <laughs> that um, he's already done a bit of renovating to the van, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Now, was that his idea or was that yours? It was – actually, I'm not sure, to be honest. There was a couple of things that were my ideas. We had cupboards by the bedside that had well, – they're quite tall cupboards, and they had a hanging rack across the top. And I don't know about anyone else, but – I haven't really bought clothes to hang up. 
So that would require me to iron something, I suppose. But um, oh, we thought that would be... That's a dirty four-letter word, iron. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I didn't even do that when I had a house, didn't learn a caravan. <laughs> Um, so we decided that shelves would go better in there and the kids also needed shelves. So we've had a, a bit of shelving go on. Um, so yeah, it's quite handy when, when we need them. Well, that's, that's good. We have come to the end of the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please, if you haven't subscribed, we would love you to do so, so you don't miss out on an episode. Thanks to On The Road Magazine for their support. Remember, you can get links to information from this episode in our show notes and on our episode page at adventuresontheroad.com.au. Till next episode, everyone, I'm Shane. Have a safe journey.